that's uh, can be used. You just started crackling. I know, right? Okay, it stopped. Should be. It stopped. uh, (laughs) Of course, of course, it did that right when I right when I hit record. (laughs) Half hour, we're talking. (laughs) Welcome to the show. We (laughs) Ryan's crackling, and then that's we're gonna find out next week that it didn't um, record you again. Right. Uh, it flash. seems it seems I'm, to be I'm fine with that. working. Right. <laughs> it. Uh, I'm just here to record. <laughs> That's you our opening. Anyway. It's uh. It's Rita's Aww. show. It's Rita's show. You know the Rita and Ryan show. It's it's no. Rita's show. I'm. Uh, Pasha. Pasha. It's the, <laughs> the Rita and Ryan show. Fifty-fifty. Yep. And, He's the uh, brains behind the operation. The uh, I wouldn't go that far. And I uh, think this is, is this our opener. Well, we're, yes, we're really doing our, it. We this are really doing it. This is the show. We uh, ladies and gentlemen, glitches and all, and all of our millions of guests, glitches and crackles, crackles and glitches. This is the <laughs> tenth episode of the Reader and Ryan podcast, bray, 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 bray. and it happens to be Father's Day. Yeah, it happens to be Father's Day. So guess what we're talking about tonight? Oh, Ryan. Sushi. <laughs> On Father's Day, no dads don't like sushi. Do dads like sushi? Uh, some do, maybe. <clears throat> okay, maybe, yeah. probably, basically. Those, probably, basically, maybe. That's Ryan's go-to answers. No yeah. yes or no's. <clears throat> Correct, yeah. Ryan. Exactly. Pretty much. <clears throat> so it's Father's Day. This will air. Next week, or whenever Ryan remembers, yeah. and just just so we do a shout out to our favorite fans, your mother, of course, and Chef, Chef Jenny, Jenny Fox, Fox of the Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana area, personal chef and meal prep extraordinaire to the stars, and our sweet, dear, loving Kimmy, who is a an amazing. Um, spiritual studier and it's her business and she's super um generous when i first met her she did a complete horoscope reading on me and she will verify and i have it in writing that the sign of libra is one of the best signs in the horoscope <laughs> ryan's a pisces so yeah that's there so you go. so being so the best sign is not bricks- something we care about <laughs> or like okay uh, yeah, Pisces my feelings. <laughs> my feelings yeah, in art. Right. Well, my feelings in art is more important than <laughs> than the hierarchy of of uh, zodiac signs. And that's why. So congratulations. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on Lib- so, to all Libras. Congratulations. Well, Aquariuses are great. Leos are great. And then there's these sensitive Pisces. Now, the no. Pisces, this is why you and I get along so well. We're a lot of fun, though. Pisces. We're fun. Uh, well, Pisces are fun, super creative, super smart, and super sensitive. Yeah. And they can kind of go into hermit mode where you disappear for months at a time. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. It's uh... So, but the Libra... Seems to have lots of Pisces friends around her that, um, well, Libras love everybody. So, but enough about yeah. me. 
<clears throat> because it's it's about the two of us, right? The Pisces and the Virgo. No, I'm not a Virgo. Oh my god. Do you even wait? Libra. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of slip is that. <laughs> what happened? You, are you, my birth certificate. Where have is you been it? drinking? <laughs> Believe me, I am so not a Virgo. Because yeah. Virgos are like Tauruses, and these are all really good positive things. I just laugh because if you look under the Libra sign, they're all about justice, all about being fair. They love beautiful things. They love connecting with people. They just love everything to be lovey dovey dovey. I Bad only know side, about Pisces. <laughs> right? Bad side, they're very indecisive. They can change course very quickly. So it can make <laughs> the two other signs that Libras can make a little cuckoo a Taurus and a Virgo. Taurus and Virgo is excellent signs, very smart, very diligent, hardworking, and they stick to the plan. And a Libra doesn't always stick to the plan. Yeah. They'll get to the they'll get to the goal. That could be why they, uh, you know. that could be why Libras and Pisces get along because we don't always yeah, we well, don't even necessarily have a plan. Or right, so that leaves that <laughs> so, a, a and I'm not saying that I'm not because we're a water sign. We flow. We go. You know. Well, yeah, you're a water sign. Yeah, I'm an air sign. I said we Pisces are. Oh, you're that. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was saying we. So are flow, you speaking we, on behalf of all the Pisces in the world? Uh, sure. You Pisces are a big collective group. Yeah. And you're the leader. We're the fishy. I'm not the leader. I'm just a drop. I'm a drop too, but Libras are well. Okay, so. The thing though is that the Taurus and Virgos in my life, I love them and they love me, but they but it's that whole they have to do this stuff go. Okay, we're good. Because <laughs> I'm like, we last week we said we were gonna do this, this, and this. Yes. Now this week you want to change it. But it still gets us to the end goal, right? Well, yeah, because we could do this, but then if we change over here, we could add this. We can throw in streamers and confetti. <laughs> they go, yeah. no, we have a routine, and that's that's the the thing is that the like Libras are um, they're always looking for something outside the routine, maybe sometimes outside the box. Where, but a Taurus and Virgo, beautiful people, beautiful, good looking people, super smart, and they they help actually uh balance out libras because we can get a little bit up in the air up in the sky pisces on the other hand <clears throat> yeah the same thing we would not <laughs> it would be that's why i think it would be funny for you and i to do a road trip and be like where are we what who wants to drive i don't know i don't care you go if you want to are you hungry not really okay me either you know the, uh... I think we missed the exit direction. about three miles ago, right? Actually, with uh, one of my uh, exes, like, wait, this is, I don't know, like 15 years ago. One of the most fun things we did, uh, we decided to go on a road trip. I was just like, pick a direction. And we, like, flipped a coin, ended up going south, just driving for, like, five hours. And, like, ended up somewhere in North Carolina, got mm-hmm. a hotel. Uh, the next day, went to the movies and then drove back. Drove back. Yeah, that's cool. just you know. I personally love to drive. I'm the goofy like person that too. if I go to a town, I'm looking for maybe a little um, mom and pop restaurant. I'll go and visit with people. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> because I because what I want to do is I want to if I'm going to a place that I've never been before, and it looks like you know a, a little unique 
country town or um, just, it looks different. I don't want to go to um, like a main restaurant that I could go anywhere. So it's like, oh, oh yeah, I, know, I, I hate Susie's that. And, Susie and Bill's, you know, home cooking res- restaurants. Like, I want to go try that. I but, I get mad. I, like, like angry, when, ma- enraged? Not I mean, not enraged, enraged, but like uh, your mad going for up in the air going... mad for me, where I'm on the inside, like oh, stupid, fuck, you know. But I say or do nothing. Uh, like if people are visiting and they're like, "Oh, let's go to like Applebee's or or something," and I'm like, "Why? Are you like, let's go right. to this other restaurant that you you can't eat at." <laughs> so that always bothers me. Yeah. Uh, like eating yeah. at chain restaurants um in in local places cuz yeah that is the point of visiting is to uh actually experience what the uh like what it's like there to me like yeah. to me where it's like I don't want to necessarily experience the tourist stuff yeah I don't mind seeing it but that stuff's usually just like boom bam in and out but yeah go in and and find out what is going on like no, and, with right, the spot and then, you're at. exactly so been very very lucky with work traveling all over the united states go to pennsylvania um you know you get great italian food and then you go to I mean, just just finding these little tiny places that look different you know like a pizza place would be a restaurant here except for domino's but but just to say yeah we got three tables people just need a slice get out of here but it's, and then to eat just different type, you know, because California doesn't really have a pizza, not like New York. No. I mean, yeah. we only so, really have like tacos and Mexican food. Right. That, that's, and, yeah. And then that California cuisine like, with avocados. Everything and, else yeah. is is kind of. Yeah. From fad. different cultures. It's all different like fads, I guess. Um, well, but our, I think too, especially in the Bay Area, I'm sure it's LA too our cuisine because we have so many different cultures here. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, there's, you I mean, there's all, a lot right, of good Thai restaurants, Ethiopian restaurants, right. So we've got just an amazing uh, array. So it's, we're our own little country in, you know, the, like our own little United States in California. But, um, but yes, I, but the, like the, the Italian food influence on the East coast, it's really great. I mean, because it's a food you wouldn't get here mm-hmm. and just yeah, there's or, actually know, not. Just there's actually not a lot of Italian food uh, down here in LA. No, I mean, and the ones that we have here are Chinese. You know, it's a, it's like it's not. Yeah, uh, I call it quick like, spaghetti. It just tastes like you could just make it at home. I can't but not really think of the last time I really had spaghetti out. I don't know. You eat pancakes all the time, so yeah. okay. Let's get back to the. Did we we greeted immediate right? We met. We did our meet and greet. Yeah, I, I don't think you said who you were. Who were you again? I don't know anymore. Okay, <laughs> I'm so Ryan. Three, That's what my name it. tag says. Uh, I want a name tag. You have a okay. name tag there. It says Rita. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Let's see if I move in a certain way. Okay. No. It can be under me now. That it stays with your frame. It stays with the frame. Okay, so uh, it's Father's Day today. Oh, I know because our number one fan. Chef Jenny Fox of the Indianapolis, Indiana area. She uh, sent me a text on Friday saying, hey, isn't the show out? And I said, what the frig? Because we usually get a reminder. And then the whole day went. 
and then I wasn't going to push you. And then and she then showed came up on up Saturday. Saturday. Yep. So, I, so Ryan, I was really tired and basically oh went to bed uh, after after work almost every night. And, and uh, you shared your time, duties. Yeah, I did. So uh, you like so you like, went priority list of my personal yeah. health, and then the reader Ryan show went well into that. Yeah, just just under that, just under it though, and uh, and so Friday, yeah, bounced it down real quick, and then uh, Saturday morning got up and did the thumbnail, and uh, found finally found a picture of I I put in a different search word for a uh, animal, and then uh, which is kind of appropriate because that's when we came up with the phrase when we started talking about it's cute when there's only one. Right. So Perfect. I, you know, if, as far as a thumbnail, like the man bun was more appropriate and funnier for the last episode because yes. I was wanting to do a mouse themed one for the for the where the man bun. Man bun. But I couldn't well. find a good mouse. And we talked about the mouse again. And it landed with a funnier thing for me to uh, to pull out. And so well, it's all serendipity. It's serendipity. Yes. Do dog. All so, <laughs> don't. So, do you want an update on the mouse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. A big update. Haven't seen the mouse since the. Since I think the <laughs> mouse was listening to the. He was like, "Oh shit!" Right. <laughs> just like I'm not going in those boxes. He's like that paper was right. nice, but uh, I don't want to get yeah. st stuck in a trap and squished with a boot. So I don't know if he's been in and he walked around and went, "Yeah, this is not going to look good for me." And he has, but so so, so we know there's no infestation. Hopefully, and now yeah. he's not visiting because I I just I just realized after a few days, I have to stop going out into the garage to take a picture of a mouse because he's just not. He's not yeah. there. Yeah. It's, uh, and so it's starting so to we, affect your life. Your family is like, Rita, you have to come inside. Uh, you haven't eaten in days. I know, right? No, but see, because this is what's so funny about it is going, I tell this big story because it happened. Then it leads to the, you know, the pest control place coming. And then I realized when there was no infestation, and then I had to have two guys say, hey, lady. Uh, what are you protecting this mouse for? <laughs> like, and now I can't. I, all of a sudden, I thought I got I got to take a picture of this mouse who who is smugly walking in and just stopping and not turning around and going during the day because no one's gonna believe me. So, but it's the it is the curse sometimes of working from home because yeah. you have a lot of time <laughs> to go. Do, 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 because 24 hours in a day is a long time and I don't sleep that much but is that going I feel that <laughs> every once in a while I go out and go I'm always going to walk with it around my phone because he's standing there yeah now have, I feel then you have to get a picture of it no now I'm thinking I don't want him to come back oh right because bring his then... friends but then on the other hand I'm going uh, I need to show some receipts <laughs> besides yeah. the bill from the you know from the exterminators the, yeah. saying uh lady but good news so that's the mouse update and the answer gone so yeah let's let's so, for his let's, sake let's look on the bright let's, side uh, let's hope he stays gone for its sake and right let's hope he's 
He's, yeah, because if not, he's in a he's in a new home that wants him more. <laughs> right, because if not, you'll have to call those dudes back. They're not gonna believe me either. Okay, back to Father's Day. Here's the thing about Father's Day. Yep. <laughs> Fathers are complex. I'm gonna make statements and unique. And the thing is, a father because you can only go by their actions as you grow up and as an adult. And you think, and you can only interpret because a lot of dads just don't talk and explain themselves. So I, this is my father's story. My mom passed away 12 years ago. My dad lived with me for six years and then moved in with my brother because my brother needed some help with his grandkids. So my brother and I had a tough situation and he would just get mad at me all the time. And so I just said, hey, if you're mad at me all the time, just stay away from me. That includes staying away from my dad. Right. Because they lived, right? And so that was a weird thing. But as time went on, so we had, my brother and I had this big, not even a fight. My, my, my brother would have this outburst. I'm just like, dude, I'm not dealing with that because I don't need to. Um, but then it made it uncomfortable for me to pop in because my dad either lives in Central California and now he lives in Nevada with my brother. So uh, a month ago, my, now number two, my dad's 86 years old. Nice. And a very active 86 year old. So he a month ago, he was installing a sprinkler system and um, he got through with it. And then he went in the house and he was having trouble catching his breath. Long story short, he told my sister-in-law I was going to lay down. My sister-in-law said, oh, we're going to the ER. It's not normal not be able to breathe. Goes not to the ER. Either. Yeah. Finds out. He didn't actually have a heart attack, but he has had something going on with his heart. And then they, so they did a big scan of his heart. And they said, the problem is you do have um, a bit of heart failure. Probably part of it's your age. Um, and you weren't experiencing this before, but, and you have pneumonia. So that's the, the breath thing. Um, but even worse news, you've got two spots on your left lung. So we need to work out. And then my dad, who is this tough guy is like, well, he's calling me, he's calling me. And the doctor's like, well, if that's how you want to handle it, that's fine. There are more things we could do though, but you're not a candidate for surgery. And if you didn't have the lung issue, we'd probably try to put a heart uh, pacemaker in. You can go back out and work in the yard. Um, and, uh, but we're not going to do any major surgery on your lungs because you're 86 and you've got a heart issue. So my dad was hearing, that's it. I'm just going to go home and rest until it's time to go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have a very... Um, dysfunctional family and I laugh about it because what I always say is that during times of crisis they don't all of a sudden go oh I'm normal right everything gets more dysfunctional and more amplified and so I'm the person usually just goes well that's really not great news and my dad's there saying I'm 86 I'm good right and, and logically you go you've had a good run if you heard of somebody 86 going I'm preparing to be at the end of my life kind of thing. Well, okay. So that was all at the emergency. 
they'll, they said, but you got to go to your general practitioner. General practitioner says, there's a lot of stuff we can do that's not going to be so invasive. <laughs> we don't have to start, you know, <laughs> it's not planning, really... planning yeah. the funeral yet. So we go through all the dysfunction until we get to the, there you know, is, the drama. There is some hope. There's, and again, so the, so the, you know, your analytical party brain goes, and he's 86 and he's fine. And I'm like, so of course it's upsetting. So I call my dad when this happens. And he's like, well, I don't want a lot of drama. <laughs> and he said, and I don't want you kids to start calling thinking I'm going to die any day. He said, cause I could die any day. And I'm like, oh, okay, dad. You're taking this really well, but I said, just keep informed. So going through all these different tests, seeing these specialists and the doctors are like, we should go and see what's going on with your lungs. Cause you don't know how long you've had it. You haven't experienced anything. The pneumonia is clear. And now you're just kind of sitting there going, I don't know what to do physically. And he said, if by some chance in heck, it's not malignant, we're going to get in there and try and get that pacemaker going. So I, so this last Friday was his lung biopsy. Mm-hmm. And they said, of course, there's a risk because he's 86. His heart only works at 50%. Right. And puncturing the lungs, not great. Okay. <clears throat> drama, drama. And here I'm going with my dysfunctional, going into what I call in a joking way, the belly of the beast. My siblings who, kind of been disentangled from because of drama and that has separated me from my dad by my choice not their fault just me not wanting to deal with the drama right but i'm so i'm stealing myself going i'm gonna go thursday morning my sister hitches a ride she's here with me and it's gonna be four hour drive and he's gonna be mad because i haven't physically seen him and I'm thinking of going, oh my gosh, I thought it was just last year. It's been three years. Wow. So now I'm having guilt going, shame on me. Cause he's going to say something. Cause you know, we know what they're going to say because there are dads. So my sister's I'm telling her, you, you got to calm down because I can't do it. <laughs> this is the funny part of my life. Sister's like, <laughs> just maintain and have, have, just don't worry. We don't know what's going to happen. We just know that we want to spend some time with dad and not make it look like you may not make it through this procedure. So, but here's the, here's the wild thing about being an adult now and kind of seeing things from a different point of view, all the things I thought about going, he's probably first thing he's going to say is like, took you, took you long enough to get up here. And then I'd feel like this big, like that kid again. And, um, so we get to the house, call him to say, how do you want us to come into the garage? Because they have a bunch of, my brother's got a bunch of dogs. And I was like, oh no, I'll be out there. Here comes my old dad. My first thought was, man, he looks old. <laughs> so he got to the car and he's waving at me. He's at the, in the, uh, the park, driving the, the driveway. And he's like, hey. And I go, hey. I said, geez, you look really old. And he's like, I'm 86. And I'll go, okay. So I unpack my stuff. My sister goes, goes and gives him a hug and I go and give him a hug. And this is the important part. I want to just put this on recording. So I had my relationship with my dad. It's not like estranged, but it was like, he's been this like larger than life guy that I never had this really close 
he was never the I'm proud of you, dear, I'm loving, and I didn't need that from him, but he's very much very matter of fact, um, not a huggy, lovey dovey kind of guy, never has been. And and so it would always be, oh, love you, dad. He's like, love you too. It was just almost like a so I I I learned as an adult, I didn't need that from him, just um, but he's my dad. And and so, but I also wanted to be able to see him because he is 86 and things could happen, right? At any moment. So I go walk up to him, I put my luggage down and everything. And I'm like, oh man. And I, I was joking, you know, I can't believe how old you look. And he's like, yeah, remember if I'm older, you're older. Ha ha ha. And I go to hug him. And you know, you do that typical 10, 15 second hug. And I go, I just go to release. And my dad didn't release. He just kept hugging me and hugging me. And I'm like, whoa, I said, what's up with you? And he just said, good, you're here. And he just turns around and you hear him sniff, sniff, sniff. I'm like, dad, and I'm following him. I'm like, you are crumbling everything I thought this was gonna be. And he's like, ah, knock it off. You're like your mother. I said, no. He's like, knock it off. I told you you're good to be here. He's kind of playing this, the tough guy that I know and going, yeah, he's happy to see me. So my, that's my Father's Day story because we are, I, I feel very lucky that my dad's still around. Yeah, at 80. Was, uh, that's yeah, a good, his uh... procedure went lickety split. When he, when he came home, he complained about it, which I thought, you know, it's like, because it took longer to set up. And then the doctor came in and told the team, you set up the wrong thing. So it took another half hour to redo things. And um, said, sometimes, right? so he gets always like, well, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da. and um, I made a choice to go. I'm not going to, because in the hospital now, even though Nevada's restrictions are a lot less, is that you, you have to like pretend you're not related to go into the waiting room. Really? And I thought, well, because they didn't, you know, they only have two family members. So if there's four of us there, we have to act like we're for somebody else. And I said, uh, I've got a car. If anything critical happens, I'll come. I'm not, I, I felt bad about taking someone else's spot, right? Right. So say Mr. Smith is having a procedure and his family can't get in because we're taking that, you know. So and so that's why dad says, like, you made a good choice being here, he said that to sit in that waiting room for three hours just because it got it took long. Yeah. But but the, but the neat thing was Friday morning. I'm sorry, yesterday morning when he woke up, he was zippity doodah all over the house. He was because the dynamic my my brother and my sister fight fight fight, or they talk about each other behind their back just like we were kids, and it used to make me crazy. And I was like, I want to be around these people, and then I became the instigator because my sister would go to my dad and I. You know, your son, this and that. My no, he's my brother, but this and that. And then my brother would come in the room and I go, Hey, your sister just said this about you, and they get in a fight again. Well, all of a sudden my dad just laughing his head off. And he's like telling my sister, you know, you shouldn't talk about people behind their back because you're not trying to read it because she's gonna call you up. I said, I've never been happier. I said, I, I see all of our dysfunction on display here. And I said, Dad, I said, all these years, all the craziness. I said, You thought it was funny? He goes, You guys are a mess but that's our, our story <laughs> the family but the the 
the good news is he feels good. I called him today, but he's so funny. He's like, don't call me every day to see if I'm okay because, um, and, and I think that is such a gift for me because anybody can go at any second. I mean, you're just lucky, right? I mean, I just think to yeah. go, oh, you, it would be, of course, my dad would be out re- replacing a sprinkler system at 86 that he has trouble, that he realized he's got pneumonia, meaning he wasn't taking care, he was having some issues. And he's thinking, ah, it's just a cold, ah, it's just bronchitis, you know? And then on that, they find, yeah, you got some heart problems and you got a lung problem. That that heart problem, if he would have gone to bed, who knows? Who, who knows? So it's kind of like this weird thing of going, for just a story, no, no advice for anybody, but I'm, I was just, I'm just laughing about the fact that you, it's like sometimes in our head, what our story is or what we think. And then, like I said, I exactly what I thought of what I thought of my dad and my relationship with my dad is totally true. But so all we know is what they're going to do. That's, and that's what I was thinking the whole time is like, oh, he's probably going to say, took you too long. And then yeah, I feel based, guilty. Based off of past encounters. Right, all right. So then all of a sudden it's like, so what? Because because the truth of the matter, he was, he was happy to see me. And, right, of course. And, and, and I'm, you know, and but I, um, but yeah, so I just want to say, because we have this on recording, um, no matter what happens, uh, I'm of course going to visit. It's not far away, crossing state lines. And um, <laughs> it's so funny because it's so close to it was in Nevada and it's really close to the California border. Right. It, it uh, right? like because Vegas is, I think, only like a four to five hour trip from here from you. But yeah. I'm he's on the Reno Spark site. I'm not so familiar. On, you're not familiar. Yeah, geographically, so almost, I have yeah, like uh, I don't so know. So it's almost that, yeah, uh, like like Vegas is four hours from you and Reno's. That's how you know Nevada kind of, you know comes around the state. You know, kind of hugs the state. Yeah, yeah, it fits right. in the little little right. Pac-Man mouth of of California. Right. So it's a, so it's four hours. So Bay Area, right? So anyway, um, six hours to you from the Bay Area, and then another four hours to Vegas if you want to go through Henderson. Probably ten hours drive, nine ten hour drive, but just four hours with no traffic. So it's it's a really easy and it's a beautiful drive once you get up into the mountains. And I bet. and so yeah, this time of year. But it was and then it was just my thing of going. I I just don't question. I just think of that. It's like sometimes what stops us from going and checking in, and saying hey, is all the relationships or you know that whole and that's what I was thinking about today going. It's what we believe will happen instead of just going. And then, you know, I yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Uh, especially because you're like, through past experiences, you're just like, this is just some bullshit I don't want to have to deal with later. I could just not be bothered <laughs> if I don't. And, right. And then just like the, the things that, you, you know, that I've carried before. Is is, like, yeah. It might not be as bad. Might not be bad. And. Yeah. Right. All those things to carry to go. If I, you know, I don't want him to say this and I don't want him to bring this up. And if I don't want to share this, and, you know, and because that's what yeah. I was thinking is like that. All because, the previous because, triggering <laughs> conversations with, you know, because being being a person who um, fought back a lot of the social norms 
that my parents were like, you gotta be a certain way. And I just fought that. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't care. So I wasn't going to, you know, it, it lived that, that world because they lived in a world of what people thought or they measured the parenting based on how the kids. So it's like, I, I'm not going to live in that world. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a decent, loving citizen, but I'm not going to be held. I'm not going to spend my nights going, I have to be a certain way. So everybody accepts me. And that's, and, and, and it's, and it's not, a, you know, my, my parents came from a world of, it's a reflection on their parenting skills. And, um, and so, but that, that was, so that, and I, when I found my voice and I fought back, like a lot of teenagers do, um, <laughs> I always had the chip on my shoulder because I, that was how I was a condition. It's like, no matter what, they're going to be upset with me. So why don't I just do whatever I want to do? And I didn't do anything terrible. I just didn't right. do it their way. That that was the back and forth. That's really hard to let go of. So uh, I, even, wish, you know, I wish I would have went that way after high school. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild thing because the, as the older I get, the more I think, well, you know, what do I hold on to? Because being present, as they say, meaning like what's happening right now in this moment, um, because in our heads, you just, you, you, like you said, the trigger things, you don't know what it's going to be. The first thought is like, what am I supposed to do? And then what do I want to do? It's two yeah. different questions, and right? Judging in with me, judging in my personality. Because <laughs> I like, 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 uh, yeah, like, what will I say <laughs> if I'm pushed the wrong way? Like, I, you know. Right. Or now, like when I lose my head, like I might say some crazy shit (laughs) to someone, you know, you know, because when you are, I can relate with dysfunctional family stuff. And so, you know, when you're being around people that fly off the wall and say some weird, crazy shit, that's kind of (laughs) unfortunately where you go, like, um, you know, one yeah, of those yeah. fun, uh, you know, when they say breaking the cycle, you know, trying to break the the things that were before you to not perpetuate onto the next generation. You know, I mean, un- that yeah. unfortunately is one of those things where it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I know that in there for me and, and why I try to always stay zen and sort of centered and stuff to where I do have the room to get kind of mad about something right. without you know well one great lesson for me was um always be open to people surprising you yeah because guess what everybody's just fun because you get together with your family people start behaving in a way that they're the way they interact and but my attitude was different i just laughed a lot more Mm-hmm. and and so because instead because all this stuff was going through my head of going my dad is the last connection to you know mom and dad who created this whole family and right. that you know I was pondering that going well that's weird and it is like to go for him to be gone but and then I kept thinking all those things that people think about is have I said everything I need to say and I'm like yeah because that's the relationship of my dad's very very matter of fact and he's so funny he's like you go yeah we talked about the will what he wants to do he's like i don't want anything 
I don't want to service. I want to be cremated. I want to be fried. And it's like, okay, all right. Put them in in uh, in one of those uh, tree yeah. pods. Right, right. <laughs> That's a good idea. But yeah, yeah I said um, when I talked to him today. It's so funny though because, but th- this is what cracks me up. So. I, it's wild because I said to him today, he's like, I said, I know you don't want everybody calling you. I said, but it is Father's Day. I said, this isn't a call to see if you're dying. Because as we said, I don't want kids, I don't want kids calling me just because I'm dying. Because I've been dying for a long time. <laughs> I said, well, do you want me yeah. to call? It's Father's Day. It's like, well, of course I want you to call. And then, um, but I would, I think I told this story last week or the week before, but my dad, the big important thing about it was your car, the tires, right. the oil. It was... <laughs> Life imitating art, or I don't know what it is. Yesterday morning before we left, he was asking. Sitting, <laughs> he brought it up when she was eighteen. I told her since she's fifteen and a half when she's driving. When she's eighteen, and then he started bringing up all kinds of all the things I did in high school that went against the grain. And of course, everyone was laughing their heads off. Yeah, right at the right at the last minute. <laughs> right, and my my. Uh, my sister and I was like, because my brother and sister think, oh, she's all that. That's how they look at me. And I'm going, no, I'm not all that. Oh, and, but so they love it when, when my dad busts my chops because it's, because he just systematically, all these things. I'm like, you know, as a teenager, right? You remember when you dated that guy <laughs> and your mother um, came out to the car and you were sitting out in front of the house drinking. I'm like, mm, barely. You know, you weren't supposed to do that like that, but he didn't tell, and I'm not going to share the story of how it went, but my mother, that wasn't going to happen. One of her girls weren't going to be found making out with a guy out in front of the house. So, you know, it's two o'clock in, I'm going to tell the story, but two o'clock in the morning, all she <laughs> had to do is tap on the window to say, know get your ass up back in the house nope she's screaming and yelling so the whole neighbor wakes up neighbor neighborhood right so and i'm fighting with her going the whole idea was not to have anybody know that one of your girls would be you know a girl with a boyfriend out in front of the house and then she causes a statement that's how i looked at it but and I imagine it scared the shit out of that poor guy. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been, uh, yeah, I would have been free. Which is actually, I'm looking back because he didn't turn out to be the greatest guy. He was one of the most beautiful people I'd ever seen in my life. Oh. That was shallow. That was shallow. So going all for, because there's a time in your life. It's allowed. I'm, uh, I'm probably, uh, I, I, I'm, I might be considered a little shallow. <laughs> yeah. So I, but, and, and he was older. So that was all, you know, and he had a fancy car. Yeah. All the stuff, you know, course. a 17 year old girl would think, oh my God. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so he had some bad traits, but I broke up with him. And when I did, my parents were quite happy. They, and uh, they were not disappointed. No, no, but it's they just so funny because. Down. They were on the down, and then of course I'm thinking. Oh, uh, Rita, I'm so sorry. No, no, <laughs> no, no. They they had a nickname for him, and it was a bad word. Oh. And and so they were saying you finally came to your senses, 
And then of course, because I had to rebel, it's like, I don't want you guys to know my business, number one. And I don't want you to congratulate me on breaking up with this guy because, but because I wasn't going to admit to my parents that they were right about. <laughs> right. Because you just can't, I mean, I couldn't, but, right. and you know, and that's the whole thing. That's what's really wild. Just that whole dynamic of they are right about some things. And I will say, and I even said to my dad, there were things that you guys did that I will still fight you on to this day. And maybe you didn't know what you were doing and maybe your parenting skills were terrible, but you chose some, you know, just you, you needed to handle yourself better. And by the time I was the fourth kid in line, you should have figured it out by then. Right. You know? <laughs> My dad's like, oh, well, nobody's it's ever your life. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is Father's Day, I did get to see my dad and um, I also got to have this different perspective where, yeah, yeah, and I, it's not like I'm very, you know, it'll be, um, but I just, and I, and it's so funny you think by, like, I'm sitting there going, well, he's 86 and he has been, I mean, I, I just think it's amazing that you're putting the sprinkler system when you're 86. He's always been super active and busy and always fixing things, always um, tooling around. And this is not just, he, he just said, he goes, I don't have that zest. He said, that's so weird for me. He said, I just physically can't do it. So whatever happened with his heart just slowed him down and stopped him. And, and so, but I'm thinking, he goes, the doctor, he said, but he's also realistic going, if this is what I got, and this is the chance I got, I think in a, on a big picture, his heart could have just stopped completely. And that would have been it. And then, and so that's what I'm looking at the positive to go. It didn't. And so then I got a chance to spend you know time with him and then plan, of course, going back and yeah. visiting with him a couple times a month. So happy and, Father's yeah. Day. It's uh, yeah. My dad is 76. Um, yeah. So he's up there. Not, not quite 86. That's a, that's a good run. Uh, my, yeah. So my dad was, he's 86 now. So, 70, so my dad was 74 when my mother passed away. And he <laughs> he waited six months before he started dating. And oh, that, he's, he started to oh, go, go for him. Get it. He loved the ladies. Then he complained about the ladies. Of course. Because he'd go, right? <laughs> he like, he's like, all these women are calling me now. <laughs> he goes... He said, well, that nice lady that you took out, he's like, she won't leave me alone. He said, I just think they want to marry me. He said, I don't want to marry anybody. <laughs> then I go, that's, you're 75. That's yeah. hilarious. It's so hilarious. So then, it's, because uh, he was, he was hey. living with me at the time, I'm like, dad, oh, I can tell you a great story. This is, I think this is funny and humiliating at the same time. So I said, yeah, I'm going over to CVS because I have to, I don't know, something was on sale for one, like ridiculous sale. And I, it's like the, you know, the cran ras juice, they have ocean spray. Yeah. Cranberry raspberry, right? Well, they have the diet and I love that over ice. And it was on like buy one, get one free. So I saw it. And so I said, I'm going to go load up on that. So I said, yeah, dad, I'm going to go to CVS. She goes, oh, I've got a prescription. He said, we pick it up for me. I said, all right. I go to the pharmacy, pick up the prescription. They said, oh, this is a new prescription. So I said, I'm picking it up for my dad. 
they said, okay, you need to talk to the pharmacist. They're gonna give you your instructions. Dad was 76. Mom got in a couple of years. Here's Viagra. Uh. The, <laughs> the pharmacist starts saying, this is for erectile dysfunction. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, this is, I said, I do not need to know this. Uh, I said, I'm picking, I said, my dad is old. boner pills for your dad. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. She goes, this is generic version of Viagra. I said, no, 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 no. So I go home. I look at my dad and I said, unacceptable. This is a journey you need to take. And he said, are there refills? That's what he was trying. He goes, are there refills? I said, I don't know, dad. Well, I said, you're going to read these 20 pages they give you. That's my dad. Love the ladies. Love the ladies. Love the ladies. But he had it in his head. He had to wait six months after mom passed. And then he, but I think he just wanted to date, but not seriously. Because he he's a good looking man. He was a good looking man. <laughs> But going out with these older ladies, and he's like, all of a sudden, he goes, what? I'm not going to marry again. He said, they don't understand me. Those are the moments I cherish. <laughs> so that's my brother. So he's dating anybody? He goes, no. So just, women are too much of a hassle. <laughs> he would be somebody great to interview. He wouldn't do it because he just sit there and the, the words of wisdom, it's like, women, they always take things too seriously. I don't want a wife. I was married for 50 years. I just want to date. And I'm thinking women, if they're dating a 75-year-old, they're thinking, come on. How much longer? I mean, you don't anyway. hear about, right, it's like, I, I was, you know what I thought of? I'm just thinking of going, I wonder if they do speed dating for seniors. Oh yeah, I hear nursing homes are uh, disgusting. Notorious <laughs> Peyton Places. Remember that show? No, <laughs> I don't. It was an old show, and they did a TV. I think it was a book too. I don't know what year it was from, but the idea was it's just it was it was all this pandemonium was happening, sexual stuff. I think I, that's what my memory is. I think that's what the term is. It was a TV show, maybe from the 70s, that uh, all kinds of, you know, nefarious things happened that you weren't supposed to happen. But anyway, excuse me. But yeah, I don't know nursing homes. But I imagine, but yeah, the thing I, is that uh, what cracks me up about the old guy is- Here they get it on. Yeah, well, and then- no risk of pregnancy. No, but the, the whole thing was like, it's like, right? But the, my thing is that to say, like, because he, he would say, it's like, oh, just grow up. He said, this doesn't bother you. He said, it's natural. I said, it's not natural. He's like, I'm a man. I said, I don't even know that. I don't, it, it's just so funny to me because I think it's, I don't care how old I'm going to get. That's one thing I don't want to think about my parents doing. Ever. Right. No one does. So. No one does. So to be an enabler, which is to be the one, but I mean, because it's a matter of fact, I got a prescription. Going, or even right, your go. friends and family or <laughs> like close call. people. Like I, I, you don't, I don't want to think about them doing. 
doing that. So that, yeah. So the big lesson for me is now I'm going to expect the unexpected for my right. family because I was thinking, all right, it doesn't have to be so maudlin and I just laugh now. So I, that's a that's a gift for me to be able to see it from that point of view. So, I'm, so that makes me uh, more zen than I was before. And, um, and, and everybody's going to act the way they act. So... So um, instead of it, and then in, in, in kind of in, in a new perspective, which isn't the, I'm already guessing what's going to happen based on my the the pattern because it still could happen, but right. um, but it it's, didn't, uh... and that's what was that was like for so many years kind of have that conditioning. It didn't. It was really nice, and it was, you know, yeah. So anyway, that's my Father's Day talky talk. What do you want to talk about tonight, Ryan? Oh, I didn't have any. Uh necessarily any agendas or uh or plans uh it's not like you at all no no you're usually uh, mr jibber jabber here yeah i uh called my dad for a little bit before we uh did uh before uh we got on that's nice and uh yeah he's doing all right 76 uh he uh broke his foot not long oh, ago geez. Did he have surgery? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, but he's fine. Yeah. Like, he still goes, he's still working. Um, he's going to, yeah, he was talking about uh, going up in the uh, airplane. He flies. Uh, and nice. So, Does he have his own plane? Mm-hmm. Like a little Cessna or? Yeah. Yeah. A little four-seater Cessna. I won't get <laughs> in it. I won't. Too small? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Just, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> I don't even like... Uh, I, I've only been up <coughs> two times. Like, I refuse to get in that 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 death trap. No, thank when you. I went, when but, I went uh, to the small... Yeah, small spider. He's, yeah. he's building, like, a little one-seater with his friend. Like, he and his friend bought some, like, glider style yep my brother-in-law like, and his partner did the same thing they built it and they open put it in a cockpit hanger. and yeah. uh so he's Buku. yeah like it's basically like a motorcycle version of an airplane well seriously they started Just to go drive you fly yeah. within within 30 miles and so it's really just to go like take up short trips go to a couple towns over um it, but yeah he was yeah he was saying he's sh- going to be going back up to get his health insurance flight review or whatever mm. on Wednesday cuz uh the they're pretty strict medically oh sure uh, for to keep your pilot's license I'm sure um, like cuz he's a diabetic and so like he and he has to stay off insulin cuz once you go on insulin you can't fly anymore mm-hmm. apparently yeah and makes sense s- and so he's always uh you know against his own wishes uh tried to stay off of insulin and control his diabetes you know through food and stuff like that uh (coughs) so he can still fly but yeah i do not like being in the air our my town was really close to a little small municipal airport Mm -hmm. (coughs) tons of small planes you see small planes all over the place and um smallest place plane i've ever been in was when it was what we, we would call a puddle jumper, which would be like LA to San Diego. 
or LA to Oakland. Okay, right? so, you've, so you've not even been up in like a little Cessna? Not a like four-seater, but I was on a eight-seater. Okay. That I've been yeah, up in a two-seater because yeah. the um, the first <clears throat> one that I remember him getting was a two-seater. I went up yeah. in that one once, uh, and then the uh, yeah another time <coughs> after he traded that in for the four-seater, mm-hmm. and that was the last time, and that was in I think like two thousand and five. <laughs> so, well, my have fun with that, that. Yeah, my plane experience was it was because we were we had scuba gear that mm-hmm. they weighed the scuba gear and then they weighed all of us individually. Oh, and then yeah. it, okay. Okay, it had to be such a set amount of weight. Yep. Cause and they then all our gear cause have then, to stay right. under a certain amount of weight or else. But you, you you know, it's so funny. Dump the so cargo. They, right. So you got people on the plane, the second plane, but they couldn't get all of the gear. So by that afternoon, all of the people were there. Half the gear was there. And it was. This is the very first day arriving. So usually when you arrive, they give you, it's a big um, dive resort on the water. And they're there with their coconut, you know, tropical drinks, welcoming you, giving you stuff, taking you to your cabins or little, they were little huts, they were beautiful. But the type A personalities, because it became <laughs> like the hunger games, because they had a little baby dive shop. The people were like, wait, because the because the island time of the, the planes aren't gonna the planes like yeah we're not coming back until tomorrow we're gonna come on our next run we're not gonna make a trip just to get dive gear there right and so we'll bring your dive gear in the morning but there are people who are okay I'm gonna travel for almost twenty hours land at the their time in Fiji um, say it's five o'clock in the afternoon and they will want to do a dive that night me yeah. I'm like uh. Like with Come the, on. cause you gotta when yeah. you're doing all I the weird, over there. when I you're doing all the, the 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 math for like do with the O2 levels in your blood, like it, the airplane elevation right. counts against. And, right. So right. yeah, decompress <laughs> a day so you can scuba dive longer. Well, plus here here's this place. It's so beautiful. All the cottages are out looking to the beach. They have a huge pool, a hot tub. And then they've got these two beautiful canopied huts that were for massages. And so you're looking out into paradise, getting a massage. You got all of these options to do. And, uh, but it's like, I'm going, uh, again, we're in a a paradise. And the first thing my thought was, uh, I would like something to drink and I would like to lay down somewhere. And this lawn chair looks really nice right now. You know, this lounge chair. Um, out, you know, watching the sunset. Yeah, I don't need things. to put on all of my right. dive gear right now. But Love remember that, that right. tank. <laughs> right. And then, but it was so funny to see people rushing whose equipment didn't come. They went to try to rent um, equipment to make sure they had it. And I was going, okay, that that's why people usually go on a vacation just to chill. And it's not as if you didn't get your clothes or anyway, but it's just, it, it's just funny. But that plane ride, was I, I think I ever actually have pictures where you you couldn't be any closer together, <laughs> number one. And eight seats is not a lot of seats. And then you know we're just we're stacked on top of each other. And it wasn't and it, it was a beautiful trip over in into where we were going. But um 
I can't imagine a two-seater, can't imagine a four-seater. It's just because you feel every bump, every, you know, how the engine goes. So, yep. but two, you know, two small, and then it's so, it's, it's amazing being in these places where it's a dirt road that you're flying into. <laughs> and that, and the airport is a shack. It's like, a, when, yeah, I flew everything's uh, outdoors, in and out you know? of Haiti. Uh, I went mm-hmm. to Haiti years ago in mm-hmm. college and like even yeah. their large airport was, you know, not very, right. like the, uh, yeah, the, it, it was, uh, very small. Uh, same thing in the Bahamas. Right. Um, like you, we flew from Miami in a, uh, or not my, oh, no. Okay. No. From going to Haiti. Yeah. Flying from Miami to Haiti. Yeah. Um, Although I did do go, did go to the, going to the Bahamas, you did have to fly in in like a tiny plane and land on like a, uh, right, you know, real small runway, just yeah. you, you know. Yeah, too small. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and so that was uh, I actually speaking of yeah the diving stuff. Um, my mom sent my diving stuff. My wetsuit does not fit anymore. I thought it's too, it uh, it's too small. The uh, too small for you now. Yep. The, uh, I'm a little larger, uh, and so you're pretty, you're pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a yeah, it's a medium, and so I'm gonna have to. It might be an large. <laughs> but you didn't have stretch. The Henderson stretch is the best neoprene. The uh, I may check that out. The uh, and so I got yeah, so I got that, and I also got. She sent a picture of me when I was like. Uh, 16 i think it's 97 it's the group photo <laughs> from outside the uh the dive thing so that's kind of nice. funny the uh from that trip <laughs> well you're not gonna ever be as thin as you were when you're 16 though well yeah actually the i've yeah I, i'm a little bigger now like i mean uh like because i've recently been a little little thinner like it's not like I could go running and do some, uh, you know, a lot of cardio and, you know, probably fit in it within a couple of weeks. Isn't your really body like, right. Because are your muscles going to be like they were when you were 16 your leg uh, muscles? Cause of the running. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I thinned out a little, mm-hmm. actually, uh, at one point I was probably a little smaller yeah. than I was when I was in high school. Um, like, cause I usually set around like 180, I don't know, like 180. Mm-hmm. in high school and uh and now i don't know i'm like 165 170 pretty, yeah you well, look actually now i might be 175 just because the amount of work I, right. I like i've been doing like so i might be creeping creeping more back muscles. up yeah, more yeah muscles more muscles uh like uh i am a little bigger and so yeah. The uh my arms are getting big again. And so uh You're practically a model. No, I don't know. Uh there's some pictures where I've been where I've been kinda close. Like I've really? had uh yeah, I don't I don't do enough cardio or work on my abs. Um I mean it's not like I have a gut or anything, but I have had uh, you know, like a six pack before. That's fun. It's uh, And where are these pictures? The uh, uh on my phone, <laughs> I'll I'll send them to you if you want. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, 
<laughs> a couple of them. They're. Uh, I guess I didn't mean to make it sound like I was being a, you know. Yeah, no, I took. Uh, what do they call uh, yeah. it? What do they call that? Um, old women and younger men. Um, oh, cougar. What do they call? Or, yeah, uh, cougar. Right. Yeah. I don't the, know. Uh, I just, although, I'm I'm at the I'm not end that much like, older, but still. No, and older. I laugh at that now, where it's like like cougars are like kind of my age range now. <laughs> well, see, I thought a cougar was somebody like a woman in her forties going for a guy in her twenties. Yeah. That's what so, I thought it was. But <clears throat> I'm 40, so a woman yeah. that is appropriately aged for me, right. you know, could possibly be a cougar. Well, they wouldn't be a cougar would... if they were your same age. Yeah. But they, they could still be, older. you could still classify I'm... her as a cougar. Like, it's just a hot middle-aged woman, basically. Okay. Like, well, not necessarily going after a younger guy, but like... Oh, I didn't get the hot, hot part. I thought a cougar yeah. was just an older woman... Middle-aged no, woman. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a hot middle-aged woman out, okay. you know, out for a out for. Well, a I didn't time. mean to sound often. Men. Often going for younger men, and so yes, you are uh, you are you are you are correct. That is part of it, but it's you know just. I didn't make lots it. Lots of didn't leopard mean to sound, print. No, yes, I didn't make mean <laughs> to make it sound like I personally wanted a picture of you nude, but. Oh no, they're not There's, new. It's just a shirt. I don't. Uh, I don't do that. I'm not that brave. Okay, okay. So, all right. So that I wanted to see you. Well, I was, I was trying to convey. Well, maybe I do want to see you without your shirt on, and I just have to explore that. But it could be. <laughs> I, I was trying to convey. It's like, where are all these pictures of you? Are they all over the internet? Or are you just no. carrying pictures uh, of, no, of I... your of your six pack in your phone? Yeah, there was. Uh, it. It was kind of a documentation thing because I was getting ready. I had a really long beard at the time, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Okay, I kind of want to want proof that I looked like this." At oh, one cool. point, and so it was more because I don't take selfies or anything like that normally. But you did, but you did it this time. But I did it then because it's like you know what? Did you post it like on one of your Match dot com pages? Like, let is no, 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 no. The oh, uh, come on, Ryan. The I don't think I have. Yeah, the six pack and the long beard going. It's uh, yeah, you'll you will uh, I'll 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 text it to you sometime. <laughs> you'll be like, what? Ooh, <laughs> episode eleven's gonna be good. Maybe we can do. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll be the thumbnail for this one. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I do declare. It's, uh, Ryan's getting all sexy in the room. He's okay. And you really set up, set the bar. Well, it is. You it's nice beard, knowing that. Because I think that. See, now why don't you wear a beard now? Because facial beard, facial hair is really attractive. I mean, you're well, an attractive man anyway. But why don't you have a beard with your long hair, your Jesus hair? It is the effort that. Okay. Uh, one, um, I do. I do look good with a beard. Like, I just don't want to like with the upkeep. It's easier to just stay clean shaven instead oh, okay. of instead of trying to keep it at an appropriate because like all the like all the pancake the pancake yeah. drippings in and, your beard and once your beard gets to a certain length like it starts being a thing you know like uh because i originally just let my beard grow because I'd, i got tired of shaving no one right. was telling me like right. not to do anything like right. uh, it didn't matter like i wasn't doing any like 
uh, background acting or extra work. So mm -hmm. didn't matter what I look like. And I just let my beard grow and grow and grow and grow. And does it grow at different lengths? Does it I grow mean, different lengths? Your beard, did it grow different lengths? So, I mean, no. does it all I mean, grow in one length? So say if it was down to here, would it all be square? Did you, did you keep it up? Oh, no, I mean, it wasn't like square, but it was kind of shaped. Like it was all the same length, but it was like, yeah. like, well, there is that, a, there is that thing in the last two years of men growing very long beards mm -hmm. and my local Starbucks drive-through, there's two very burly looking young guys who have ginormous beards. And I'm always, I always think that's interesting because yeah. there I, is uh, no, you know, they, I they named don't it wear, the Kraken. Yeah. I named my beard the Kraken. <laughs> so you got the, okay. Got it. Wait, you got the Kraken beard. And the washboard abs and a nude photo in your phone. <laughs> exactly. 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 The, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. What we're learning. It's, uh, it, it's, are there hard, any, it's wait, are you in any, shape. are you in any films that we, no, we no, by? I'm not. No I films. Don't. You're just in the cracking sexy right. photo phase yeah, yeah, of your exactly. career. <laughs> I, I almost, uh, a friend of mine does do uh, some some porn stuff, and I almost did background for him. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, well, let's flesh this out. Just walking. What, by. like, like all of a sudden it's like, okay, but I, what I love the most. He wanted about he wanted someone movies. to walk by his his window, like, because he does his show, uh, like starts it out in his kitchen, and he was wanting me. He wanted someone to walk by the window, like okay, back and so, forth, uh, and while he was doing the show. Because he thought it would be funny for the live chat. And I was like, you yeah, know, I'll help you out. And then the more I thought about it, I was just like, yeah, I don't really want to think I want to be walking around <laughs> in the background of like a porno. You know, you know, what's so amazing, though, speaking of porn. And my parents told a story about how there's a very, very famous porn movie that people like in suburbia went to, they went to San Francisco to see. And <laughs> they the, all just went to the theater. <laughs> my mom said, oh no, no. She goes, we like four or five couples would go, go out to dinner, go watch this movie. And it, cause we had it, we have that. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's there anymore. That's very the, progressive. Ferrelli <laughs> brothers owned a big, um, and the reason it came up, because years later, the woman who starred in the movie wrote a book and then said that, you know, Hollywood was a terrible place. And she was, you know, um, they made a zillion, quadrillion dollars. It was one of the most famous porno movies at, of that time. And then she dropped a lot of names because a lot of Hollywood men came to visit. And, you know, and, oh, then, I'm and, sure she was, they did. and then she was invited to go to Hollywood and those parties but because of her talent but it, it just cracked me up to go like regular couples like they're going out to see a regular movie and she's like she goes no everybody everybody went to see it it's like an adult thing to do i said isn't that weird i said you guys are that's she's like that was just like a social thing it's like to be seen i mean it was a it was such a big phenomenon and and I remember they, they did go out and I'm the two neighbors who were good friends of my parents. And then years later, I said, did you really go see that movie? She goes, yeah, we did it. She goes, it was weird. But I can yeah. just see, like, I'm 
my dad, of course, I could see walking into one of these places, but my mother going like, oh, you know, prim and proper going, what? Yeah. The, uh, but, it, but maybe that was super you know, Christian conservative. Yeah. So they weren't, they weren't going, they weren't going. Happen. My mom, you know, was raised, in, I think I've said very, very strict Catholic. And my dad was raised pretty strict Pentecostal. So, but it was like a social thing, but you know, the seventies, were really a weird time for suburbanites. And I think that was their big counterculture thing, maybe to go to a porno movie, but it wasn't the, like you would hear about today. I mean, my dad told me a funny story about my brother and my mother being upset at being a young man and his body's changing. My mother's like, he shouldn't be in his room by himself for so long. And my dad, we were just <laughs> laughing so hard. My dad's like, I'll talk to him, but it's not gonna change anything. And so my dad went and my, my brother laughed so hard. He goes, I remember the story. My dad's like, just don't do it when your mother's around. Right? So don't do it during the day. Don't lock yourself in your room all afternoon because your mother thinks you're doing something. Figure out how to make it less obvious. Right? And that, it just cracked me up because because <laughs> that, so there's like, that's not normal. That's not normal. My dad's like, oh, yeah, he's 12. <laughs> he just discovered what that was and uh but so that so that like you hear stories like that thing you, I, the, I just i just think about my mother walking into the tenderloin where the theater was all dressed up in her going to dinner clothes with other couples but they my, i can imagine the ladies thinking well you know we are women here we roar here we can roar it's the seventies. We can yeah. burn our bras and watch porno. I imagine it was pretty to... tame compared to uh, some of the stuff that's out there now, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but the thing too is that I think though that um, the greatest thing ever would be to see. Remember um, science? Oh my gosh! Um, oh, mystery theater. Okay, yeah. I was like, wait, where is she going with this? No, but a mystery theater. Yeah, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, Mystery Science Theater, which the best episode ever is with Kathy Ireland um, doing the Kathy Ireland movie. I could watch it 24-7. But um, Mystery Science Theater doing porno. I think that has. Do you think, no, do you think I'm so? I'm sure that has. Or to something be like it. Like some because... kind of riff track, uh, like there's uh, a new thing that's like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, even though that show is still actually on, uh, but a thing called riff tracks where they do that uh, with other things. The thing is that, other movies, see, so. you know, because I think, and I can't speak for all women, but men like it for the, with the sex part. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Men like it for the well for the sex part. Right. Like women watch aren't watching the movies for the sex part. Um, you know, it might turn some women on. I can't get past the dialogue. I can't. So yeah. I start laughing. Like I, I don't hey, think no, any man watched the dialogue part. Like, I don't <laughs> no, think any of us so. actually we don't but, we're like, like what there's, hi, like, there's dialogue. Walk by. Yeah. <laughs> It has dialogue. You know, I know. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I'm here. I. It, it cracks me up. It just. It's They're just like, so hysterical. And I would be the one just totally killing the mood. 
Yeah. You know, it's like turn around. It's like I start laughing, going, "It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life." Because I didn't know. I guess dialogue. because what people talk in those things. <laughs> There's big, huge movie. I mean, oh yeah, the I know. Shows, there's big long yeah, movies the in it, and then it, the movies that they try to, you know, they um they take off of a regular movie. Yeah, all the spoofs. Yeah, right, the, the, right. To, so it's just so funny because, and then they have the narration. It, they just can't make the, the Hollywood movie because you've got to tie in the every ten minutes of of the uh, yeah of the action. But then the person who does really great action doesn't happen to be the best actress in the world. Right. And it, and that's okay because... Because <laughs> that's not what, that's right. not what but, they're watching. It. But that's what cracks me up because they're making an hour and a half as long as they're As long as they're act As long as they're acting in the, uh, in the, in the right part. As long as they're, they're convincing in the parts they need to be convincing. Oh my God. Because... I know because... And then... I remember years ago, the, like Howard Stern would talk about the big award show, like the porno award show. And you'd see people, I watched them, not watched the show before, but like, like with clips and stuff. And it's, it's to me, hysterical for oh, what people yeah. win for, like nominations, like you just wouldn't think. And I, what I think of is like, uh, they're not being serious about it. It's a multi-billion trillion dollar industry. And they're like, yeah, I'm really good at this. And I, you know, you know, that's it's a talent. It's so weird that such a taboo thing is such, like, makes so much money. I have a friend who does, um, I won't mention her name. She uh, does balloon fetish videos. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, my... Stands, she's there in a very scantily clad, she's not nude or anything, but and um my buddy's done some weird fetish type videos too like one like smashing cake batter all over yourself (laughs) but but it's just it's really interesting because i don't judge yeah but people go like they like just you know so she does a some you know when she has live performances they'll say hey her her subscribers that pay will you do this Sometimes it's just rubbing it. Sometimes it's rubbing with cream on it. Sometimes it's rubbing butter on it. <laughs> and you think like, oh, okay. I mean, it's like, she's like, I'll just do it. Yeah. It, because, but it's very specific. So to someone who doesn't have a balloon fetish, you, you can't, I can't see the sexual part of it except watching someone, but, but it's, yeah, it's just, but for somebody it is. And so she's like, I'm happy so, to oblige. It's so interesting. Isn't that so interesting? She's like, the, uh, no shame in my game. But she's like, she goes, but I said, it's like, oh, we have, I just talked to you about that, you know, talking about doing interviews and stuff. She goes, well, we had the whole conversation. That's all I do. <laughs> I rub stuff on balloons for people and they pay me. Yeah, Period. I, end. You know, th- that, that seems like that's the life. That is the goal. Right? Your friend right. has the goal. <laughs> like, uh, what's so cool, cool about it is like that's what I do. It it is uh, mm-hmm. that is what she does. I think I that's uh, that's a good good stopping point. Your friend has the life. That's just find your balloon rubbing. We've just ended <laughs> on balloon fetish. Find and your 
find your balloon fetish audience. Ryan, that's, that's brilliant. I, you know, like well, that we're gonna be... have to post that um, beard ab pic of you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll I'll uh, we'll find that. And uh yeah, it it's uh So we covered of, Father's Day porn from the mouse, yeah. balloon fetishes, and Ryan's abs. So that's Ryan, a good show, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh <laughs> that definitely was. Covered a a wide uh And we didn't even talk about current events. We could have, but I think we're done we'll, nope. we'll have to pick it up next week. Yeah, because we are one sixteen. Ooh, over it. Well, again, always, Ryan, because I love you so much. Thank you so much for um, working with me and doing all the work behind the scenes for uh, this show. I am glad to. And uh, speaking of behind the scenes stuff, uh, merch alert. Uh, (gasps) We have merch. Uh, Check the description below. I will link it to our merch page. also, we have uh, I've set up some some other stuff. We are on Anchor now, so the podcast will actually be available on audio uh, shortly. There is one episode up. I will have the link to all of that in the description as well. So check the description for more links um, and a new YouTube announcement. I guess since uh, since this is episode ten. Uh, we will be going on our own YouTube channel uh, with episode 11. So we're going national. Yes. So so look in the description for that. Um, you know, uh, we're going to have a Twitter account, Instagram account, Facebook account. We're going big time. We're going big national. time. Celebrity and guests. Global. And, and, porn and, and stars. That. Exactly. Not porn stars. Porn well, stars we have combo yeah. stars because, you know, they may work at the grocery store by day, but rub balloons at night it's we I, want those interesting guests right right exactly i mean one of my uh like one of my friends out here it's uh he makes a living uh doing sex stuff so uh could get interesting and, does uh, he have pictures with a shirt on <laughs> yes <laughs> does he have a long beard no no uh but sometimes Sorry, he does have a beard though and he's not you. No, and he is not me. <laughs> There's nothing you want to reveal to us. No, no, no. I am not that brave. I, I am uh, definitely not that brave. It's uh, well. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. We've got to. We got to. Ryan will build up his courage over the next few months. About <laughs> and start my uh, adult career. career. The uh, who knows? Maybe there is some weird fetish thing that I can start making that I am comfortable with. Can I please write the script? Maybe people will like my feet or something. And (laughs) I can sort of. He's thought this through. (laughs) You've thought this through, right? It's, uh, yeah, I've thought, I've thought, I've thought that through a little bit. Thought about it. You got feet fetish ish? (laughs) I don't. But I do know other people do. And, you know, all I'm saying is if you're in a movie, I would like, I would like to write the script because I, I think I could write it better. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for listening, yep. watching. Um, see you as we go national. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Yes. Have a great weekend. Yes. Or wait, week, week. The weekend's almost over. Exactly. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs>